0: Mom, I'm doing frog pod. The stockyard, it's my backyard. That's where I grew up. I
1: drank my first beer, I cried my first tear on the corner. Of
0: Of exchange, I felt so strange. She reached out and gave me a kiss. And in the shadows of
1: downtown, I hung around to find me a gold buckle queen well, in the stockyard. It's my backyard. That's where I grew up.
0: Welcome to their episode of Frog Pod. Everybody, I'm your host, Austin Flanagan, alongside my co-host, Mr. Alan Taylor. Alan, it's a huge weekend. It is a huge weekend. TCU, in a turn of events, is hosting a Super Regional. Since we last talked, TCU baseball has exploded. They, they, they've taken off on this war path that makes them, as all things considered right now, one of the hottest teams in baseball, and they're looking really good. About to go into a Super Regional against Indiana State. We're going to talk about the Arkansas regional and how that went. It was pretty fun. We are talking about how TCU is hosting this regional, uh, this super regional this weekend. And we're also going to talk about the opponent for TCU, Indiana State, the Sycamores uh, out of Terre Haute, Indiana, I'll give a little info on their team. But, Alan, how, how was your weekend, all things considered? I mean, it was pretty great. I mean, I will say TCU really didn't face much
1: adversity we go into the first inning of this regional against Arizona. We knew Arizona was a really good hitting team. And, you know, they jump out three runs on Cole Klecker. Immediately before we even record him out, we get all of that back plus one, go up four to three. And really from that point, this team never even looked back. You talk about complete domination, not only for the rest of that game with Luke Savage relieving Cole Klecker and basically securing a relatively easy victory. And then going into the game against Arkansas, we had – A guy like Trey Richardson tied the NCAA College World Series tournament record for RBIs in a game, I believe with 11, two grand slams in the first two innings, and then turn it all into a regional final game when Austin Davis hits a two-run home run in the sixth. And then again, you lead to a blowout victory. And, you know, it's a stress-free, ho-hum way to play in a Super Regional.
0: Alan, this weekend was unprecedented in terms of domination. TCU, it had been well over 30 years since their last win in Fayetteville, and they go in here and they dominate. An Arkansas team that truly was an elite college baseball team and one of the better Arkansas teams we've seen in recent memory. And TCU made the SEC West champion really, I'm not going to be disrespectful, they made them look like a midweek team at points this weekend. The way that TCU is hitting the ball, the way that not a single Arkansas pitchers could seem to really get in a groove and dominate and question whose game it was. TCU was all over this from the jump. And what kind of resulted in this was TCU didn't really need to go that deep into the bullpen. We didn't see Garrett Wright, River Ridings, or Ryan Vanderheim this weekend, Allen, and you swept the regional. Yeah, I mean, a lot of credit guys has
1: to go out to the bullpen, guys we did use, especially mm-hmm. when you talk about a guy like Ben Abelt really stepping up in the last game, Luke Savage and his impact in that game, and then, frankly, Sam Stoutenberg and what he did to get us to that point when we had the big lead, and all three of those guys, as well as you know pretty solid outings from Klecker and Brown that kept us into the game as starters, really allowed us to have a really dominant weekend that really allowed again for the offense to have a spectacular performance.
0: I mean, the the offense, and I'm going to be one to admit that there was times this year where I was questioning, you know, what is going on coaching-wise with this team? It it just didn't feel like we were being well-coached. We always knew the talent was there. I mean, you list off this roster. You have a lot of dudes that can play baseball at a very high level, and you're wondering what is going on. It has to be the coaching. And let me tell you one thing, ever since the – Call it Frank, ass kicking in Morgantown. This team has been on a tear. I mean, Curtis said it last week, Alan, uh, that, you know, even though they lost the Texas series, you know, it, something clicked in the team. And, you know, the Big 12 tournament run, okay, that was very special. And you saw TCU okay, dominate there, but you're like, okay, this is Arkansas. They we're going to Fayetteville. We're not going to have, you know, the advantage that we had at Globe Life. And the Arkansas fans never really had a moment this weekend. It was Absolutely incredible. I truly do think of all the TCU regionals, we're going to be talking about this one and just how historic and monumental it was for TCU baseball for a long time. Yeah, I mean, you're talking
1: about TCU and Arkansas have been playing for years. We played in that region out in 2019, I believe, with Nick Lodolo. And then we've, you know, we're in the Southwest Conference with, with them forever. And our last win in Fayetteville against that Arkansas team was in 1988. Not only did we do that this weekend, we won by 10 runs on on Sunday, I guess it was, and then won by eight in the regional final, both on back-to-back days. So really impressive showing by TCU for sure.
0: Yes, and w- with that, we were always monitoring the other side uh, of the bracket of the, the Super Regional. We were in, and that was Terre Haute. I said last week I didn't believe that Indiana State should be hosting a regional because they played very good teams. And while well, I still – I'm not going to backtrack that by any means – um, those fans showed out. Paradise was a rocket environment. They gave it to Wright State and they gave it to Iowa twice. The Iowa team that was very good, but they did have to come back in both of those games. And being a TCU football fan, I'm never going to discredit a team because they have to come back in games. But, you know, the level that Iowa State was at, um, excuse me, that Iowa baseball was at was just not um, consistently, I think, a team. Iowa could win, but they couldn't win in crunch time on the road. I believe that uh, Terre Haute and the Sycamore fan bases create a great environment and environment that Iowa was not used to. And I believe that uh, the Indiana state baseball team was well coached and believed themselves and was able to deliver in that weekend. But with that being said, Alan, this weekend, they're walking into something they've never seen before. And before we dive into that, the reason why this is getting moved from Terre Haute to Fort Worth is because the, State of Indiana Special Olympics chapter is hosting um, their their statewide meets in Terre Haute this weekend at Indiana State using their facilities. And a lot of their staff members have com- uh, committed to doing that. And so they will be moving the regional to Fort Worth. That way, Indiana State staff can maintain their status there and have this event this weekend. And it's very hard because, Alan, we, you and I were both prepared. I was prepared, but we were – more than ready to go into there talk about how tough the environment that would be. And this this is tough. It, t- it took away from a fan base that really cares about baseball and has had a great year. And to get that opportunity that stage, we'll be talking about what a Super Bowl is going to mean later. But they were robbed of this in a way. But it, it's for a good cause. And TC responded in a great way. Shout out to our friends at Lupton Drinking Club uh, for what they set up, donating over $25,000 to Special Olympics Indiana. Uh, it, this is a great gesture by them and a shout out to every TCU fan that donated because that's this is what it's about. I mean, this is not their stadiums aren't up to par. You know, the NCAA wanted to make more money at Fort Worth. This was a school committing to a greater cause and, you know, g- g- going to go on there and stick to their word and not uh, pri- they're, they're going to prioritize who need to be prioritized that weekend. Uh, so that's just a quick rant on that. If you can donate to the Special Olympics of Indiana, we will be posting the link uh, in our bio this week if you would like to do that. Or you can go to Lupton Drinking Club or TTEP led director Jeremiah Donati's socials to also find that or to search up Special Olympics Indiana if you like to donate to the cause. So uh, just want to give that background before we continue on. Alan, do you have anything to share uh, on what made this regional be in Fort Worth this weekend?
1: I mean, it it is a shame for Indiana State, and especially a lot of those that fan base coming from, you know, I remember when TCU was in this spot, and you always hope to be able to get these games on your campus as a mid-major school, and it's a real shame that, you know, you have something scheduled so far in advance that isn't going to allow for, frankly, that community to be able to host the event, but at the same time, it's a greater cause, and you have to understand that, you know, it means a lot that this commitment is honoring their or this community is honoring their commitment to the cause and how important it is to allow for all of those kids to have that opportunity that if Indiana state wasn't able to do open their doors to them, they probably wouldn't have it. So credit to Indiana state for holding their word and we'll be, you know, very welcoming I'm sure whenever they interrupted on Friday afternoon.
0: Yeah. And with all that being said, um, this is going to be a very special weekend and we're going to welcome Indiana state very well. It's going to be hot though, Alan that we're, We'll talk about this. This is a, this is a advantage that TCU has. Uh, as times kind is of going to be to these people, the weather won't be. It's going to be hot. It's going to be humid. There's going to be a lot of bodies at in this weekend.
1: Yeah, I mean, and that's something when you talk about the heat, it might not impact you in the beginning of the game. You know, there's going to be a lot of adrenaline going for both sides. But whenever you start moving to the end of the games, you're going to see a lot of these Indiana State guys putting their hands on their hips, not even understanding how much sweat is coming out of their bodies. The Indiana State fans are going to feel their bodies just melting to those metal benches out in right field. And then, you know what? That's an advantage that we have, especially against this Indiana State team. Let me tell you about this. Indiana State, in their first few games of the regional, trailed by multiple runs going into the eighth inning. They needed a three-run comeback, in the eighth inning, bottom of the eighth inning, against a four-seeded Wright State to win by one. And on Saturday, in that regional semifinal game in the winner's bracket, they were down by two in the bottom of the eighth inning and put a five-spot on to be able to get a lead on Iowa and hold on and win by three. So let me tell you this much. The heat might not have a big impact early in these games, but it might lead to some fatigue for these Indiana State guys. So never count out the Horn Frogs, especially when Lupton Magic might come into play on a hot summer day.
0: People talk about the elements and how they can change so many sports games. There's as we as we record this, the NBA Finals go on, and you know Miami has to go play Denver in altitude, and TCU last year had to go to Boulder and play CU with altitude. I'm not saying that the heat is the exact same as altitude because. It's almost like a, a non-factor. You know when you're hot. You know when you're sweaty. But up there, it's just a little bit different. This weekend, you're going – I don't care how good Indiana State preaches. Hydrate, hydrate, hydrate. If you're not used to play in that weather – and I get their baseball players. They play summer ball, so they're used to hot games. But when you combine the heat of Fort Worth in the summer, which is a special heat that doesn't happen everywhere, on top of that many fans really against you – I mean, it, it's going to be tough. This is, this is going to be an environment that the Indiana State baseball program has never been in in their entire existence.
1: 100%. I mean, it's a brand new stage for them, period. I believe it's their first Super original appearance. I'm pretty sure I saw that. They're the only team in the Supers that has never appeared in the Super before. And it's going to be an interesting environment. You talk about. It's definitely going to be welcoming. TC has been known as a really solid fan base in that sense and how they're able to bend understanding of the situation and really donate it towards the cause. But at the same time, can't control the weather, and TCU wants to win. So when you combine those elements together, it's going to be hostile. It's going to be a situation whenever that first pitch gets thrown. It's going to be a war. And you know what? TCU's trying to win, and they're trying to win the battle at Omaha to get us to Omaha and try to take that next step.
0: Exactly. This is gonna be a key weekend. So Alan, you, you've you've del- dove into this team a little bit more and how they escaped this regional. You mentioned the comebacks, but you gotta in order to have a comeback, you gotta have a point where, you know, you keep the team that's leading in check long enough to allow the comeback. So what what's the strength of this team? What makes Indiana State such a hard out? Why were they the winners of the Missouri Valley Conference and why were they able to sweep the Terre Haute Regional?
1: I mean, I'm going to admit, much like the rest of, you know, TCU fans, I had never watched or even paid attention to Indiana State baseball until about today. But (laughs) at this point, I can tell you this is what I've learned about Indiana State. They have a lot of depth in their bullpen, and they have a lot of guys that have really solid arms that have produced some big moments. I mean, you talk about the guy that we're going to see actually is the Friday starter, Matt Jacek has the worst ERA of any pitcher. We're probably going to see all weekend as a 4.02 ERA, but he's won seven, he's won seven games. He started 15. So, I mean, that's a pretty good ratio right there. And he's had one shutout. So it's pretty solid by him. Uh, Past that point, they have three guys with sub three ERAs that are going to come out of their bullpen more than likely Cameron Holy cross, Zach Davidson and Lane Miller. Miller might be the Sunday starter if needed, but you know, we'll get there when we get there. So, and past that point, every arm they run out there is going to have a sub four ERA. That's going to be a capable guy of you know shutting down an inning if they're in a tough spot. So it's going to be really important for us to can have tough at bats and battle throughout every single element of the game, and you know try to win each pitch, as uh, our former head coach used to say.
0: Yeah, I mean this is going to be. There's going to be times this weekend where they had on, Adam. I mean, I I respect this team enough as much as I don't think they should have hosted a regional, whatever I said last week. There's going to be times this weekend where they're in control. There's going to be uh, – I would be very shocked if we wired to wire this team. They're very well coached. Uh, but TCU has responded. I mean, we were down at uh, versus Arkansas. We were down versus Arizona. And those two teams are more talented and just as most likely better coached than this team, and that those games were not home games. So this is a point in – if you're TCU – you can't have the mindset of, okay, we're already in Omaha. And I know that Kirk Charles isn't preaching that. I can tell you that. But just in general, um, you're you're more talented than this team. Your coach makes a lot more money. You have way better facilities. You're gonna be down this weekend at some point. You just gotta play TC baseball. And like you always say, the better team wins most of the time. And if you just don't beat yourself, you're going to win this series and you're going to be dogpiling go to Omaha. It's just a mental game. If TCU loses this weekend, if they lose mentally, not because Indiana State's a better team or more talented, it's going to be a mental thing for them. And I think that the way they've been playing recently, the mentality should be there because even if you get down, you know that you're TCU and recently you were playing some of the best baseball of any team in the country.
1: Yeah, and especially offensively. And one interesting note about this weekend is actually on Friday, TCU is going to be the visiting team. We're going to be hitting first in the top of the first inning. And with that being said, think about this possibility. Think about TCU going to play in the top of the first inning against Matt Jacek, not their best starting pitcher, and getting into the bullpen early, forcing Indiana State to show their hand and really decide how deep they want to go into this game with their bullpen, the same predicament we put Arkansas in in, on that regional semifinal on Sunday afternoon. So, you know... The possibilities are endless here, but it's all about the bats performing and the pitchers pitching. So it'll be interesting to see.
0: Yes. That's gonna Take us into our hot takes. Alan, we went one for two. Uh, You said that we would have 15 stolen bases. We had 10 last weekend in the regional. I said we would see a TCU player have a multi-home run game. I would say that my hot take cleared uh, by many home runs and many RBIs as well. So, uh, one for two is not bad for hot takes. Uh, not at all, especially given that, I'll be honest, I didn't think we were going to win in three games.
1: It's a great thing to happen, but at the same time, we had seven stolen bases in one of the games against Arkansas so and scored plenty of runs. So I'm not complaining about my hot take not happening. But you know what? It wasn't a bad hot take, in my opinion. I'd make the bet again.
0: No, <laughs> I'd make the bet again. It missed, but I'd do it again. Uh, I know that feeling. Uh, so I got to ask you, Alan, what's what's your hot take for this week? Uh, see,
1: if I was smart, I would make the same hot take, but I'm not going to. So instead, my hot take is going to be that we are going to hit home runs to all sides of the ballpark by multiple hitters. With that being said, I want to qualify this. I'm going to say that five different TCU players hit home runs, and of those home runs, one
0: will be to each part of the ballpark, right, center, and left. Dude, you just made that so much more complicated than it needed to be. Your your hot take very easily just could have been we're gonna have five guys hit home runs. That's a it's not scorching hot. It's kind of a stretch, but that would have been more simple than we're gonna have home runs hit to all sides of the ballpark by multiple players. I, I mean I get it counts. I, I really mean it counts.
1: Let's see what happens, I guess is all I'm gonna say to that. You know,
0: let's hear your hot take. I can't wait for Sheffins just to rip you apart for that one. I'm very excited for that. My hot take this week is I think a TCU pitcher is going to throw a shutout. Complete a a game complete game shutout? A complete game shutout. I think we're going to see th- – th- this is hard in college baseball. It's very hard, and you've got to throw a lot of pitches. I see I, I see a shutout happening. It's going to require – just to sprinkle on more of my hot take, it's going to require over 118 pitches – to happen so 118 pitch plus shutout is happening this weekend so no, notice if it's 117 the hot take does not hit no no no, and- no 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 no. the hot take the the hot take is a shutout's happening i'm just getting greedy with it because i'm hot i'm basically calling island right now and i'm saying that it'll be 118 plus pitches so that way when i both of these hit it's double the glory
1: all right yeah let, let, let's ride I, I like both these hot takes uh, before we move forward, I, I just do want to touch on one thing with Indiana State. When we go into their lineup, we got to watch out for Mike Sears. He's a power hitting guy. He's their like definitely their best slugger in their lineup right now. He's slugs mm-hmm. about five eighty and has nineteen home runs on the season, but he strikes out ninety six times. Ooh. So I mean, I'm not in the game of really critiquing these college kids. At the end of the day, they are just kids. Like but not. at the same point, like he's a guy that strikes out a lot. So, whenever he comes up to the plate, we I was a Rangers fan, so I saw Joey Gallo. I know about these true outcome hitters, he's a true outcome guy. So, let's see which true outcome we get. Mike Sears, number
0: 25. (laughs) Yeah, that's so funny. Oh my god. Um. Wow, I I think these are going to do so well. That's the scary part about all this, is I think these are actually going to hit. This weekend's going to be fun. I mean, just to kind of paint the picture, for those of you who have not followed TCU baseball since the last Super Regional, these are one of the more exciting events in sports. And truly, if you're watching this game, this is the mentality I have with it, Alan. I say college baseball creates such great environments because you get to see postseason games on college campuses, which you don't see obviously in March Madness, and we don't see in college football, but we're going to see in college football moving forward. And that's what I'm saying. Think about how great these games are. Now imagine if TCU, obviously NDC doesn't play the same level of football as us, but let's just say TCU had to go to Arkansas for the first round of a football uh playoff game. That crowd would just be absolutely insane. This is what we're getting. These 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 games are so great for these schools, these communities, and they're so fun. And Th- these, if you have been to Lupton before, but you have not, if, but you haven't been at TSM for so 2017, you are going to see a Lupton that you have never experienced before. I don't care if it's Texas at night. I don't care if it's Tech. I didn't. I don't care if it's the 2021 Last Dance versus DBU. This weekend is going to feel absolutely insane. I wish I could be down there. I'm extremely jealous of you, Alan. But the amount of people that are going to drive your Lupton in the Sea of Horn Frogs, TCU is I will fight anyone in the country with this statement. There is not a school athletic department hotter than TCU is right now, and there's no fan base that is feeling themselves more than TCU because of what has happened this year. And that's going to be reflective this weekend, especially on Saturday. And if TCU is able to go to Omaha, you are going to be hearing Horn Frog Nation loud and proud. I just to slam my pen for dramatic effect. There you go. I mean, yeah, it's a
1: really great time to be a Horned Frog, for sure. Every day is a great day to be a Frog. And, you know what, let's have a good weekend right here. Let's get started tomorrow. I guess we're recording this on Thursday afternoon. And, you know, Frogs are in a Super Regional first time in six years, and we're playing the games at home. It's pretty fun. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and the last time TZO hosted Super Regional, it was versus Missouri State. What conference are they in? Missouri Valley. What conference in Indiana State in? Missouri Valley. Midwestern State School, going to TCU. We won that game. We won that series in two games. So, history, those who don't know history are doomed to repeat it. So, there's that. Anything else, Mr. Taylor? Uh, nothing else for me. Shout out uh, Bill
1: Monagel, uh, big 12 Golf Coach of the Year.
0: He will be retiring this year after 35 years at the helm for TCU Golf. Uh, we wish him the best in retirement. His son... Thomas a big fan of the, of the podcast. Tom, shout out to Thomas Monigo, director of ops for TCU basketball. Uh, if you're listening to this episode, Thomas, shout out to you. Um, but, yes, thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of frog pod. Uh, we hope you guys have a chance to listen to this. If you're listening to this on the way to the game, I'll uh, get some Bobby's fajitas. Great, great concessions at Lupton. Uh, really hoping that everyone who gets to go out there has a great and awesome time. And don't forget to donate to special Olympics, Indiana. If you can, uh, support that great organization. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast.
1: One more thing. Uh, you're allowed to bring a uh, one unsealed water bottle, to, uh, or one sealed water bottle to the games.
0: One sealed it has to have water in it? Yeah.
1: Well, it one sealed water bottle to the games.
0: So it doesn't have to have water in it.
1: It, it one sealed water bottle to the games. That's what the
0: thing said. Open interpretation. But th- th- going back, thank you, Alan, for that introduction. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this week's episode. Make sure to follow us on social media, Frog Pod Podcast on Instagram. Follow me and Alan on Twitter. Uh, If you can't get to Lupton, the games will be on ESPNU Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Hopefully, we'll have to play Sunday. Uh, Don't forget to always make every day your best day. And go Frogs.